That's a perfect first topic to talk jingle, about. Jingle, jingle. How do you feel about? No, Christmas? we gotta actually. How do you feel about Christmas? No. <laughs> it's a great. No, wait, I gotta introduce this ship. Where am I going? Oh. I, I, <laughs> I don't right. even know what you're doing. No. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Uh, we haven't decided what we're calling it yet. Uh, we'll decide that probably after the podcast. Sounds this like- is yeah. So welcome to podcast number one. This is our first attempt at recording one. Um, so bear with us. When he says we, he means <laughs> yes. me and him. So my name is Gray. I also go by Wave Shine. Uh, I am a Twitch streamer and uh, general internet douchebag. Sure. Uh, and I am joined by my childhood friend Dayton. Um, Yay! Yeah, uh, Dayton. He's He's not an internet, like, content creator. I'm an internet nothing. But I like him I'm sometimes. A, I'm a bug, just like all of you. A bug. I scuttle around till I find something I like, suck the life out of it, <laughs> and move on. <laughs> Alright, all right, so. On that note. <laughs> yeah, we're here with my hobgoblin dog, uh, sitting on the couch, and we've just decided to, to start this shit out. He's gonna stare at us while we stare at each other and talk to you, and you stare at nothing. So, you love it. Uh, we we were just. What was the thing you asked me? I said, "Do you like Christmas?" No, I don't like Christmas. What? Okay, Are you I, lo- serious? I, I love Christmas. Okay, yeah. Why are you lying? And, no, I. But I don't love Christmas for I. F- I feel like the reasons that most people do. I'm. I'm very like. I enjoy the snow. I like the. I like. S- you sound like a Hallmark card. I like warm let's, fires. Let's, I let's like, try this again. I like hot coffee when it's cold outside. Let's, you know let's, what I don't like? You no, know what I, no, 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 no. Let's try this again. If you like Christmas, uh-huh. what has changed about your perspective on it since you've grown up? Well, I don't like giving or receiving gifts. Air quotes, grown up. It feels like more, as I grow older, gift giving and receiving feels more like an obligation than something I look forward to because... I'm at a point in my life where it's like, if I want something, I can I can buy it. Yeah. I'm an adult. It's true. Whereas, like, when you're a kid, it's just like, oh my god, I can get this $100 thing. Yeah. It's it's a lot harder because on one hand, you know, for someone like me who has three sisters, a stepmom, my mom, Morgan's mom, yeah, Morgan's dad. Low. For the record, Morgan is uh, your wife. Yeah. You're a married boy. She's my wife. Sorry, ladies. Ah, uh, yes, they're pining for this invisible man. <laughs> Just hearing my dulcet tones. I'll put a fucking picture of your gross-ass face up at some point so that people can have a, you know, face Yeah, they'll go, oh, whew, not missing out on much. <laughs> um, no, you're a handsome lad. You're but I just feel like it's a lot to give. It's a lot, uh, you know, gifts to want to choose and decide like oh what do they like or oh you know do i yeah. remember what they're interested in and it's tough because yeah, and that's, that's the like, older i get the more appreciative i grow of them but at the same time i'm like yeah well they'd be fine with just a gift card and i'm like i know that's a cop out and i know everybody tries to ignore that but it's also like sometimes that's all they want I, you can ask people and i think well, the like, older you get that's what it comes down to what do you want well I, I feel like most people have the same thing that i do where i'm like they're also adults, and if they want something, they'll buy it. It's like mm. so. In I feel like in order, it's like the gift giving meta is more difficult as you grow older. Yes, because it's like as you grow older and people are adults, like I, what the fuck am I supposed to buy for my dad? I go over to his house. It's like you want to see my six thousand dollar grill. I'm like, what the hell could I ever get you? Yeah, but this that this is, relates to kind of the earlier you know question I asked where. How has Christmas changed for you? And I think and I mean, that's... not just gift giving, but also just the presence of Santa Claus himself where it's like, you know, that is a whole topic me and Morgan discuss where it's like, 
Should kids know how I feel believe in Santa? Should that even be taught anymore? Because the premise is that we have all grown in an age where gifts are more of a surprise. What am I going to get? Did I get what I want? And as you get older, you realize the facade behind that and you just grow into, I'm just going to ask people what they want. I'm just going to tell people what I want. So it's like, are we shying away from Santa? Are we shying away from doing surprises? I, I saw... The thing, I think we should. The thing with Santa is I'm like, there's no... It's... I don't like Disney. And let me tell you how this relates. Oh, okay. So, Santa Claus and Disney. I don't like Disney for the same reason that I don't like Santa Claus in that it's a very romanticized and PGified version of something more realistic. Mm. And I think it's a hallmark of Western culture to take things that are too realistic and dumb them down for children. And it's like, you know, I understand that there should be like a level of things that you can't show kids, but also I feel like they're tougher than the fucking PTAs of America give them credit for, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's and like, it's, yeah, it's especially with the kids not necessarily saying one way or another that it's like, oh, it's the millennials and the gen whatevers, but it's like these kids are growing up with technology. I feel like we should be showing them realistic depictions of what the world is like instead of this, like, sheltered, codified version of it where it's... Well, I'm not necessarily attacking them. I mean, that's a whole topic in itself, but... I guess how that relates to these gifts and how I just you know, you know that's what, changing. You know it's what like, really gets me. You know what really gets me about it. Sh- sure, it's that what? none of the kids or adults in those shows talk like real people, mm-hmm. which I feel like is not good for a child's perception of reality. Mm-hmm. I I would much rather like the characters in these children's shows, you know, not be like, "Hi, Bobby, can we solve this? Look over here, whoa!" Like th- that shit doesn't. Like, if you just have them talking like normal human beings, then children will be more easily able to intersect with the adult world behind, mm. around them, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like it's a better lens for them to understand reality. Well, for even from the aspect of technology, like, kids have gone from having surprise gifts, seeing something they like in the store, going, oh, I want that, going to scholastic book fairs and <laughs> circling what they want and getting those mail-in orders, to now, like, most kids don't even watch cable television. Ads are different now. It's not, oh, I saw that in a commercial. Think about that. Kids don't say, oh, I wanted to have what I saw the other day on TV or, oh, I heard a news ad on the radio or whatever. It's, oh, I saw a TikToker talking about it or I yeah. saw so-and-so on the playground. So that that's why I feel like gifts have gone from, oh, what are they going to like or what surprise will make them happy to, to what just, is popular right now. What did you just want? I mean, even is, as a kid, I would write down a list of ten things I would want. And I'd probably get about maybe five or six of them. See, I, I feel like this is also cynical on a certain level because it was definitely like that during the '90s. Do you remember like the toy craze era where it was like, it was like, oh, this kids, you need a Tamagotchi to be cool. You need a fucking one of those mm. robot dogs to be cool. You need, yeah. you need this or that. And it's like, I feel like that's just been supplanted mm-hmm. by like the social media trends. Yeah, um, it's true. Which is like, you know, medium harmful because it's like there's less moderation, but also some of the toys from the 90s were also fucked. So it's like, <laughs> dude, some of that shit, have you have you seen Small Soldiers? Yes. It makes me think of that. Just I feel mm. like the robots are going to, they're going to Tommy well, Lee Jones me. I mean, that's just a silly idea in itself that toys were just so simple back then. I mean, I used to work They were at... so fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. They I were mean... covered in lights, but they had basic functionality limited mm. by the 90s. And that's, and that's where you can really dig deep and like kind of see just even on a surface level of like 
what kid has been raised differently than another. Um, just for an example, I worked at a school um, and taught reading, you know, just tricks and tips to kids first through third grade. And it you was just so. Kids? Yeah, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, it was. It was something I went into because a I was like I want to see how I interact with children every day versus like oh you know I'll say hi to some sibling or friend that I know and not be with them like what would my interactions look like if I saw them every day and they got to know me and I learned a lot about myself but also how smart kids are and specifically like it was just so interesting that people I, just assume like oh kids grow up with iPads <laughs> and stuff like that and when you're talking about reading. I had first graders who were so fascinated just by the idea of opening up a book. Dude. Whereas I had third graders going, why do we have to do this? Yeah, I don't want to do this. This is heartwarming and all, but I, I feel like most of the times that I... Say it with your chest. Most of, I feel like most of the times that I feel like kids prove themselves smart to me, it's usually when they're maliciously fucking me over or lying to me. <laughs> Because kids will just kids will just lie to you. It's fucking crazy. You know, you, you look at a, like a, an innocent five or six year old and you're like, mm-hmm. you're like... You know, they're innocent. They're a kid. And they will, they will bald-faced fucking lie to you if, for no reason. Mm. Just to see if they can. Like, I was, I was with my family up north the other day. Um, and, uh, like, my extended family. Mm-hmm. And my cousin brought all four of his kids. And, like, I was just amazed by the amount of bald-faced lying that his four-year-old engaged in actively. Well, give me an example. Like, like he's, he, I'm watching him pick up big handfuls of dirt and throw them into the fountain. And his dad's getting annoyed because, like, that's the third time he's had to, like, spray it out. So he just walks over. He's like, have you been throwing sand in there? The kid's like, no. I'm like, we all saw you. Yeah. Like, there's, you're not going to hide it. Well, it's, I mean, and that's that what, shit is, that's the point I'm trying to make with all of this is that with kids, you know, transferring or, you know, going from what we were used to. To what they're doing now instead it's of a giving different surprises world, yes it is so it's, it's a lot harder I think, to keep a kid sheltered yeah i think along the idea of like these kids like lying you know it all comes down to not necessarily the way the, the way they're raised but the environment they're in well like, you know well, you have to think about it this way when i used to work at steak and shake way back when in like 2013 14 mm-hmm. um it was very interesting that some kids would sit down and immediately jump on the phone or the ipad and that's not necessarily a That's actually at, what I was about to say yeah. is that, like, um, my cousin, he he would, like, if his kid was misbehaving, he'd be like, like, I'm going to, you know, you're not going to have as much tablet time. Certainly. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's not a dig at technology. Well, but that but has... my, my parents did the same shit, but limiting me from, like, GameCube and Xbox. Well, fair enough. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, that has directly led to why kids act the way they do now. Because think about it. You have... Kids who, you know, parents had to guess what they wanted because they spent all the time with them and they watched all these commercials to now parents are like, what do you want? Because they don't spend time with their kids because the things that they're using, like an iPad or a phone, is what's raising them. So I think, you know, the situation that adults are like, oh, we're too busy. Let's just let them play on our phone, their iPads or whatever, has developed into these kids just wanting what they see. You know, now instead of seeing a commercial for something fun and the parent has to take a guess as to whether they'll like it or not. Now it's like, oh, let me buy you an iPhone. I know you're going to like it because I like it and your siblings like it. Dayton, do you know who the top YouTube earner of the last year is? Who? Ryan's Toy Review. Top earner on the whole platform. It's crazy. You know why that is? 
A, it's not edgy content. Every single video can be monetized. B, kids have endless free time and will just watch videos on repeat. And three, it's just, it's loud, it's bright, it mm -hmm. easily ca captures the kid's attention. Yeah. And then boom, straight into merchandising. Yeah. This kid has so many toy lines. It's unbelievable. So that's the, I mean, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day for, you know, someone trying to start a family or somebody who's like, oh, well, I don't want my kids to do that. It's like, do you let them believe in the fantasy of someone like Santa Claus and let them like project their imaginations on what could or might be and believe in the magic? This... Or do you just get to the point and like you said, not have them watch these shows that play down how kids interact with people. Just why, be honest with them. This is why I will never procreate. <laughs> There's just so many layers you can come at that. It's like, do I be serious? Do I let them believe in something that's not real? Like, and I mean, I, I won't procreate not just because I'm an ugly nerd, but because I, this world, man. Well, I can tell from the way you say procreate. That <laughs> Nobody who says already, procreates ends yeah. up procreating. Yeah. That's already tough right there. Zero people who say um, the word procreate yeah. in, a, in an active context. Yeah. But I think that's a perfect kind of jumping point from talking about kids with how they interact with Christmas and how you feel about Christmas to even some of the gifts they're given, i.e. like video games. Like how that has affected and shaped kids from our age to now. And how games what do you have mean? changed. Well, specifically about how games like, you know, sometimes when um, we were kids, we'd be like, oh, I hope I get this game. Or I hope I get that game. And I know they had ratings, but it didn't really matter. And now it's like, I feel like kids are playing games that are kind of almost worse. But parents, like I said before, are not watching. Or they're just kind of doing these things, watching videos, playing video games. And the parents are like, oh, well, everyone else is playing it. And they don't really watch and monitor. So now it's like... Kids are playing Fortnite all the time. They're on their iPad all the time. So it's like... You sound like a fucking boomer. <laughs> I'm not that saying... That kid did that fucking iPad. Those motherfuckers are I... always on the YouTubes. I'm not saying that kids can't have social media, but it's like... I, I am. I don't think... It... Dude, I, I'm radical. If you're under 16, get the fuck off the well, internet. You even said earlier, I don't like it when kids watch videos where it's like, Oh, hello, how are you doing? Because that's not realistic. Well, but you know if they're always watching interactions through a device... Well, you know what's interesting They is, need that physically, too. What's interesting is that I, I kind of run into this through streaming, is I have, like, interacted with a younger portion of my audience where I'm like, I, I'm not making content for, you know, people who are, you know, aged, like, you know, 12, 13, 14. That's not my demographic i i'm i'm edgy i swear i smoke the weed i i, I do the oh yeah i do the the sins and um uh, <laughs> what the, is there a point <laughs> is there a point the point is that i i feel strange having young people viewing my content when it's so not for that but then you know what i re remembered when i was 12 13 14 i would have fucking loved dumb immature offensive humor like that's mm. what you like when you're a kid yeah. so that's why i'm like you know, I, I say all this shit where I'm like, I don't think kids should be on the internet. And while I do believe that, I also understand that I would not have felt that way as a kid. I think the internet is an entry level, like, whoa, like an eye-opening experience. And different people have that at different ages. But I feel like it's best when you're making the transition from elementary to middle. Because you're like, wow, I can swear with my friends. I remember that. That's so cool. You and I, that... And then when you see an adult human being getting paid to play video games and he can swear and smoke <laughs> weed, you're like, that is me. That's cool. I dude, want that. Dude, I, I have... Because I play a lot of, like, um, 
first-person medieval combat games, which are really popular in Europe, like a, a decent chunk of my viewer base is European. And every time I smoke weed on stream, they're like, what are you... You're going to get arrested. <laughs> like, That's amazing. I'm like, dude, I live in Michigan. It's super legal. Yeah. Colorado, too. It's right? interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's just... It's you, very... Okay. What? The bus rides. I want to go back <laughs> oh, to this. Oh, this is what we're talking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of kids... Let's jump back into some when, fun stories so, of what we did. Yeah, Dayton and I are, go way back. We went to we went to high school together. We we met what was it in ninth grade? Oh my god, which year. would be what like ten 11, years? Ten years at this point. Ten or eleven. Yeah. You know, it's like I said earlier. Time is so a I concept we watched point. like Psychic Pebbles and Ong and all this shit on the bus. And all that shit is so dumb and goofy and offensive, and we we ate that shit up. It was like every yeah. any time a new like video from the Newgrounds crew came out, it was like fucking Christmas, dude. Well, it's like I said, as a kid, the funniest thing in the world is when you slowly get introduced to the internet and people swearing. The funniest thing is when you see somebody doing something and making a living off of something that is cool to you. Like, oh wow, here's a video with millions of views, and they're saying fuck. That's <laughs> so cool. Like. We would watch it in the library, like it was Don't like hidden show your secret. parents. Yeah, we would watch it as if, like, oh my god, like this is like we can't be caught doing this. And it's the same thing for TV shows too. I still remember the day my dad was like, "Do not watch Family Guy. If you do, you're gonna get grounded." <laughs> I remember at midnight they premiered the episode of like Lois fights Stewie and like Stewie kills Lois, <laughs> and I turned it down to like volume one and just had I to- couldn't even hear it. I turned on the subtitles. On live television, I was like, this is so cool. I thought I was like, oh my god, I'm getting away with it. That's so funny. I I know that you and I experienced um, a lot of robot chicken. That was like (laughs) very... I feel like that was very formative for my sense of humor. But do you see like the trend, robot chicken, family guy? Like, they all did things that were offensive. And why is their like viewer base so rooted in people who are younger? Well, because because, older isn't going to find it funny, but they're going to get all the references. Well, look, I'm going to say, I love Robot Chicken. I don't love Family Guy, but I'm going to say the same thing about both of them. And that's, it's hit or miss. I think early Family Guy is pretty hit. Early, I think early Family Guy is definitely better. Which is the one we grew up with. I I own season four in DVD. I mean, I never really watched that much Family Guy. I, I, if like my friends were watching it or if it was on the television somewhere, like Mm -hmm. sure, I'll sit down and watch an episode. It's whatever. Watch it back on Hulu when it was free. (laughs) (laughs) But if I wanted to be watching, you know, like, quote-unquote adult animation, I'd be watching, you know, Robot Chicken or... I mean, these days it's Rick and Morty. I, mm-hmm. that right. sh- Dude, I don't give a fuck how cancer that fan base is. It's such a good show. I don't give a fuck. Well, I feel like, like we talked about how we get older, we're going to be seeing things that aren't as good as, you know, the things we grew up with. But for the kids growing up, it is. That's what they have. They don't look back and go, oh, this is better. They look at what they have. And they're going to do the same things we're doing, which there will probably be another Rick and Morty type show in 10 years. And they're going to look at that and go, oh, that's not as good as Rick and Morty. Yeah. The same way we, some people go, oh, Rick and Morty is not as good as Well, that's the tendency. Um, I heard a a fun quote the other day. Uh, Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. (laughs) I gotta write that down. When you compare your shit is when you start not being happy about it. Mm. And that's where I'm like... I feel like a lot of shows get a bad rap simply because of the environment they exist in, hmm. which is like unfortunate. Yeah. Um, because like you know, Rick and Morty gets a super shit rap because there are a, a mountain. There's a mountain of spurgs who love that fucking show. 
Well, that's where we're going to differ because I feel like we both grew up in different households with different expectations, at least when we started. Because I still remember I was playing the Punisher PS2 game around the time I started watching Robot Chicken and my mom even bought me one for Christmas. Meanwhile, you weren't even allowed to watch rated R movies. No, I was not. I so was it's not like, did you get more enjoyment getting into that than I did? This, or do you think it was to like... To this day, I am more likely to watch an R-rated movie than a PG-13 movie. Mm. Because I have... Because it drove you. Well, like, I, have, I need to have this. Well, now I have trouble feeling like PG-13 movies reflect reality. Mm. Because reality is R-rated. And so it makes it kind of hard for me to connect to a film and all the characters are like, dang it, frick. Like... And that's exactly how you talk around your parents. I know. It's like you become what you hate. I, well, I don't... I under... Put me on blast. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, fucking, I don't use sailor mouth around my fucking sweet mother. But that's what I'm saying is like that's probably why you have these kids in Europe, these kids in North America watching you because mm. they don't get to have what you have. This is your life. Okay. For you, it's a liberty you take for granted because oh I have this, I don't live with them. They still do. I knew kids back in high school were like they dreaded going home because they could not be themselves. That is an interesting way to look at it. All right. All right. You said you wanted to do a little philosophical wow, combo just, today. Well, I didn't... Look, I feel like it's not super common that my view on stuff has changed. I'd like to think of myself as like a relatively well-thought-out person. Where like, if I have a position on something, yeah. there's a reason for it. Yeah. And I'm not going to bring up any, you know, specific phrasing on it, but it's related to just... The privilege some people have that other people don't. And that's you not... You can get as specific on this fucking phrasing as you... Dude, I... Look, okay, so I'm going to say this once, I'm going to say it for the podcast. My, my, do you want to know what my favorite podcasts are? Sure. Sleepy Cast, Snark Tank, Super Mega Cast. You know what they all have in common? They don't censor themselves. They don't, they just say what they think. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. Well, that, in a sense, has inspired you. Because you get to see what other people are doing. You're like, man, I want to not only do what they're doing, but hopefully inspire other people to be the person they want to do. I just want, there is some shit going on outside my apartment right now. <laughs> Grayson's eyes got a little big just now. There's some people there's, dilate. There's some. <laughs> the single. <laughs> the single. Not the people's. I have one people yeah, dilate. just like, what <laughs> It's activating right now. It's still happening out there. I don't know what's happening. They're, It'd be really funny if they can't hear it. It's a it's drill. It's just like us stopping talking. I'm pretty sure they can't hear it. There's a drill or a saw. Someone's getting chopped up in a bathroom or something. <laughs> you live next to American Psycho guy. We were getting too philosophical. Do now you even I know to, his name? I need to be stupid. That movie is crazy. Do I know whose name? Uh, the main character in American Psycho. Uh, Patrick the, Bateman. Oh, he has like a very generic name. It's funny. Well, no, it's not a generic name. It's a reference to Norman Bates from Psycho. You fucking... Dippy shit. That movie is also really good. Then why didn't you know it? Well, because I've only seen both of those movies Because you opened once. your mouth. I saw one in college and I saw the other for the first time two years ago. It's fascinating. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I think one of the, my favorite things, this is related to what I was mentioning earlier, one of my favorite things about not necessarily being exposed and growing up into the internet is not just doing it alone, but doing it with your friends. Oh, yeah. I mean... In... So I love the fact the that like, internet? when you experience something, you go, wow, I should be watching this. 
I have to show my friends. Yeah, the internet's got a culture, <laughs> and that's like, you know, that bonded us as kids, just like watching this, like, like, you think my parents would have been happy with me watching fucking Dragon's Ball P? Like, mm. that, it's some dirty shit yeah, in that, but it's true. it's so funny. It's just, it's, the, the sense of humor, like, I feel like the Newgrounds crowd and, like, Eric Andre and Robot Chicken are, like, the three biggest influences on, like, what I think is funny. And it's, mm. like, it's interesting. Yeah. Because, I, like, they've all got elements of each other. Yeah. No, um, I agree. I think they all kind of speak their minds in a very funny way. And uh, I've even noticed that, um, not even our generation, but, like, people who grew up in the 90s and early 2000s are more likely to be more, like, self-depreciating. Or where, I think I said that word right. <laughs> Trying to sound smart. <laughs> it's not working. They're basically people beat themselves up or say jokes where they'll say, oh, I hate Self myself. Self-deprecation. See, I didn't want to confuse deprecating with the word defecating. Because, wow, that makes me sound really smart. Cut this out. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of No! <laughs> Your dipshittery will be on view for everybody. Great. I think I, I'm gonna fucking staple you to the wall and charge five dollars admission for people I, to hear your horse shit. No, I just had an epiphany actually, just saying that out loud, making my words tumble over each other. Where I remember one time we were both very, very high, <laughs> and I looked at you and I said, "How did you feel with the weight of being the smart one in our friend group?" Because I think that is related. What to... What did I say? I'm not the smart one because I'm not. No, you said it was really hard because. <laughs> Wow, this is just a hilarious dollars. transition. No, and I'm being serious. I'm not making fun of you. Um, this is kind of personal. When but... you say the smart guy, though, you mean the smart guy in like the actually? When we talked about getting into the internet and you watch all these funny videos and you show people and like, oh, I shouldn't watch this. I think that's also related to status in school. Not just with your friends, but just how people perceive you. And when you see somebody had, doing something that you wish you could do. I had very low status in high school. Or you see people saying things in a funny way. You unconsciously steal their jokes, or you try to mimic them. Oh, for sure. So not even unconsciously you, when you're in fucking high yeah. school, dude. You hear a joke, you pass it off as your yeah. own, and it makes you feel like hot shit. So my question for you is like, did you feel pressure? Because like any time in our friend group, I would always go to you for like a fact, or if somebody said something that didn't sound right. I go, Grayson, are they right? So did you ever feel the pressure of being the smart one in our friend group, or the one in the moment where if I was looking for a funny joke, I was like, oh, he's got it. I don't think. I don't think I felt pressure from it because when I was younger, I was a raging narcissist and was, I just, I thought I was hot shit. Yeah. And that's it, true. So you just, when, when people reinforce that about you, you just, it's a big ego boost. So like, mm -hmm. I don't think I, I think whenever anybody asked me if I knew something or, or told me that they thought I was funny, like I, I that was, I took that as like an ego boost. Mm -hmm. Whereas nowadays it's like, if I know something for somebody, it's just like, the only thing I feel now is that I'm fucking happy I could impart something useful. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's it's related to entitlement. I know dude, that I'm a stoner changed. with with ten dictionaries worth of useless information in my head. Half of my personality is YouTube, like, infographic and, and video essay shows. Yeah, but I feel like the older you get, the cooler that is. If I know somebody who can give me information about something I didn't know, I find that fascinating. It's better than... Having somebody who gives you a fake conversation. I can't tell you how many times at work I go, hey, how you doing? They go, good. And I will literally stop them and I go, okay, that's the fourth person who's told me good. Can you no, genuinely no, 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 actually no, no, tell me how no, you no, are? No, 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 no. I'm on the opposite side of that. I, 
there are there are very few acceptable answers to how you're doing. It's good, great, and okay. Yeah. If you're those... doing okay, I know you're having a rough time, and if I'm your boy, I'll ask you about it. If I'm yeah, not your boy, I'm going to be like, oh. That's where we're different, because I genuinely want to know how people are doing, especially people I'm working around or people I enjoy working around. I don't give around. a fuck how Steve from the fucking supermarket's doing. Okay, you don't care, but I do. We have different experiences in our work experience. I have never cared about anybody I've worked with until the job I have now. Well, yeah, because that's the fucking way work works. Like, you, you're... I didn't care about anybody work, at Steak and Shake. Uh, I didn't care anybody about Jimmy John's. Your work group is just a family that you don't get to fucking choose. Yeah, but I enjoy a lot of them. I had one person who, like, for my birthday gave me $60. And the next thing he goes, oh, I forgot to give you an additional 20 I was like, why? He goes, I like talking to you and you're genuine. He gave me money. You heard it here first, people. Do good things and you'll be rewarded monetarily. I... <laughs> I don't do it for the... I didn't ask for that. I don't do it for the money. But you see what I... I do it because I care about my familia. I think my... The way I try to live life is I try to be genuine. And I think sometimes when I watch people do... I think that's why I like you so much and why it's so fun to razz you. Oh. Because you're so fucking genuine that I can just poke you. I'm also extremely gullible and that is very difficult. Hey. Don't do this. Hey. Stop. Look on the ceiling. You know what's up there? What? Nothing! Thanks for that. You're welcome. I probably peaked the audio so fucking Yeah, hard. you did a little bit. Um, You kind of steamrolled over something I wanted to bring up earlier. And yes. That was the topic of video games. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I generally... Oh yeah, because we'll never talk about video games again. Well, I'm not saying that we won't, but I wanted <laughs> your opinion now, because mm-hmm. we're on the topic. Alright, um, hit, me, hit me. How do you genuinely feel about the evolution of video games from when we were born to now good and bad good and bad i mean my favorite video game is morrowind which is two generations behind what the current Mm. most like current game is and the way i look at it is i feel like it's not good things and bad things i feel like the i feel like the bad things is that as um you got this as fuck you as (laughs) Larger companies invest in the sphere, it becomes more about the money, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when the games were smaller, it was more about the passion. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. If when, it, when when the industry is not as certain, it's it requires more effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to find a lot of people in oil that don't give a shit about oil. Yeah. But back in the day, you wouldn't find a lot of people in gaming that don't give a shit about gaming. Just, Nowadays, I feel like it's like, if you're a coder, it's like, oh, I can go get fucking hired at a game company because there's AAA studios that hire 5,000 people. And it's like, th- these games are soulless corporate hybrids designed by panel. It just amazes me that we've gone from almost three generations of games from when they would just come out and you don't get anything further up. Like if something's wrong with it or it's broken, oh well. And there were no trailers or any ads. It was just buy this game. Look at the front you of the cover. You are so wrong, right there. Nineties video game advertising is a fever dream. Well, I meant initially. When did you think the video games industry boomed? It was like you 80s, think there 90s. was an ad for Pong. Yes, there was. Look it up, dipshit. No way. They didn't have ads for Pong. You're telling me that they were selling a product and nobody advertised it. I'm not saying there was no advertising. What I'm saying is, is the push of trailers and magazine cutouts from the transition of initial games to stuff like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 you are made such a big leap. You are 100% incorrect. 
There's literally, there were advertisements for the fucking Atari Jaguar. Like, for fuck's sake. You think Pong didn't get a commercial? It's Pong! Okay, let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this out and start, I'm gonna start that part over. I think there's been three generation of games, at least for me growing up, and the first one was, like, it, it was actually, honestly harder for me to jump back into. And that was something related to what you said earlier, where you're like, oh, I love Morrowind. And I think, like, that's so hard for me. Because I grew up with stuff like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. What, because the graphics look like vomit and all the directions are given in cryptic weird speak. And the thing is... You have to read an entire novel in order to play the game and it's broken as shit and swinging your sword doesn't guarantee you'll actually hit and you can get free stunned and the spell casting doesn't work. But see, I had PS2 games growing up. So it's like... so fucking good. For me, I've I've never played a game where I'm like, oh, that looks bad. But starting out with PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, and then just going up... I've noticed it's harder for me to go back. I just, I guess I don't necessarily... Because I grew up that. with Melee. I like so the- it's like, that. I don't look at it and go, oh, it's ugly compared to Ultimate. I go, oh, it's Melee. But when I go back and look at 64, I see, I didn't play it. I didn't grow up with it. Mm. So I'm like, oh, it looks really jagged. It's really hard to play. I wish I could do this. Nostalgia is a powerful drug, bro. It is. It's used in advertising, and it's also it's used... It's used in fucking everything. We yeah. are in the era of nostalgia, but... I- I feel like we're also in the era of, like, as far as gaming goes, like, Fallen, Fallen Titans. Hmm. Like, like remember when you booted up a game and you heard EA Sports. Challenge everything. No, I'm just kidding. It was EA Sports. It's in the game. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it depends on which game you picked up because back then so many of them were good. And then, and then the fucking... <laughs> And then. <laughs> Fast forward to Battlefront 2 <sighs> remaster. Yeah, so, um... So the game's 60. It's got four maps, and all the other maps are going to be an extra 15. And loot boxes. Oh, you want to... No, 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 no. What's that? You wanted Darth Vader? They had loot boxes and battle... Oh. They locked Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker behind microtransactions. I thought that was... In a Star Wars game. Oh, I confused it with Battlefront. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, Stop. Dude, you have no idea. When I saw that, I I became physically ill. I was like, "What the did game they do really to my good boy? Now. The game is really good now. What did they do to my son? Yeah, it was a train wreck when it started. But that that I guess that's the point of what I'm trying to ask and make sure the listeners understand is that Listen I feel like for video games now is so different from how it started that regardless of how old you are, I just think now it's like flavors of ice cream. You really don't know if you're gonna like it unless you try it, which is unfortunate because back then. You knew the flavors you were getting were going to be good. And that's really sad. What? What? What do you mean you knew it was going to be good? You ever heard of E.T.? Well, back then, you could do things like, I mean, family video was more common. You had more people going to Redbox. Oh, you're talking about, like, the the death of Redbox. Gamefly. Yeah, for Not sure. Not even necessarily you have to rent it in order to play it. I think Gamefly But you could have fun. a big AAA release and know, at worst, it would be mediocre. I feel like Gamefly is still a thing. Because you're trying to say like, oh... Like, but here's the thing. That hasn't changed at all. Now it's just Game Pass. Yeah. So I feel like it's not... But that's it's included. It's not different. It's just evolved. Mm. It's it's SSDD, bro. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I guess I just remember as a kid there were more games I would randomly pick up and were good versus now. Now you don't know. Now you have so many trailers and so many ads. The same you did back then. But it's so heavy-handed now that you're like, there's it's no way it could be bad. There's definitely more of like a hype culture. Like, what happened with Anthem? If that game talking, looks so good. If you're talking about like the advent of these like massive hype trains, that's fucking inevitable as video game has become more mainstream. 
you know, back in the day, you don't get these gigantic hype trains. Midnight releases are not a thing anymore. They haven't been a thing for years. It's true. I saw Black Widow the day before it came out at like 5 o'clock p.m. Just, it's... <laughs> I feel like the games have evolved in their marketing strategy and in their appearance, but in terms of gameplay, I feel like there's been a certain level of regression because these big games are not designed by somebody with a creative vision. Mm-hmm. They're, they're crowd-sourced games. So at the end of the day, it comes down to, like I said, like you're picking the flavor of ice cream you want. And in that same vein, it's really tough to get exactly what you want without going against the grain of what you're criticizing. We talked about nostalgia earlier, and it's like, do you want a game that's exactly like what you played? Or do you want something that's fresh and new, but is not so new that you're like, oh, it's not what it was? So many people love playing GoldenEye 64, and it's like, there are new games out now that mimic that, but they don't touch how fun it was. Because is it, does it come down to gameplay, or nostalgia, or is it both? You know what I mean? Nothing can touch that game. And it's so old that it's like, man, why don't they just mimic what they did? But you can't... Some there's games a, you can't mimic that. You can't replicate that. Yeah, there's you a difference between, like... Um, There's no restoring sequel. something to its former glory, but keeping it the same and like reinventing something. I mean, look at like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Completely fucking different game. It's true, and and people love it. People yeah. love it and for being new, but just enough where it follows the same beats. Yeah, they didn't make the mistake of trying to. And I I don't know shit about Final Fantasy, but I know that they didn't make the mistake of just trying to. Oh, it's just it's the same thing, but slightly different. It's like they went in a different creative direction. See, it's interesting you mention that because um, according to a lot of fans, they did the opposite with Resident Evil 3. Which is crazy because it's just history repeating itself. When Resident Evil 3 came out, they made it after, I believe it's about just one year after 2. 2 was so good, everyone was like, oh my god, like nothing can top this. So I think they felt so, you know, like just worried... That, oh my god, we have to make it better. We have to top ourselves. That what ended up happening is they had to cut out, I believe it's like one, two, or even three whole levels out of the game. And it was half the length of the second game. Holy shit. So even though it had Nemesis in it, it had a zombie chasing after you, and it had certain mechanics that some people thought were better, the game itself was basically half of what 2 was. And fast forward to now, they did the Resident Evil 2 remake... And that game was better than the second one. People were like, oh my god, it's awesome. Can't wait for the third one. And guess what happened? They released the third game, I believe it was less than two years from that point. And there were things that they cut out of the original from the remake. So the remake was half of what the original third game was. <laughs> and people were like, this game's alright. This is a fourth of a game. Yes, but two is still that makes better. Me, that makes me think of, um, do you remember uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes? Yeah. That game was so short. Yeah, it's a prequel it, to the main game. They charged 40 bucks for it when it came it's true. out. true, and then that's unfortunate because in the collector's game master of the year, whatever the fuck, of the final game, they included that into the game. Do you want a beer? Sure. Grayson left to go grab me something I'm probably not going to enjoy, but I'm going to pretend like I enjoy it. Oh, here he comes now. I can fucking hear you. Oh. I thought only they could hear me. What is this? Don't shit on it, peeps. Ugh. Gross. This is the original. 
Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer Nature's Choicest? Choiciest? Choicest products? What? Provide its prized flavor. Only the finest of hops and greens. Fuck off. <laughs> Just reading what it's been talking for 40 minutes. Sick. Yeah. You want to yeah, go all the way to an hour? Dude, what do you mean an hour? Talk for as long as we feel well, like. I want to play some Soul Cow. All right. thought that'd be fun. And we're back. Cheers, my friend. Yes. You know what? I actually like that. Yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest with PBR you. PBR is good, man. It's it's my it's like one of my favorite cheap beers. Yeah. I, there's a difference, but look, a cheap beer is a cheap beer. It's what it is. It can this be is unrelated to anything, but I just had a question to ask. If we yeah. had to go back to our high school and say hi to a couple of our teachers, but also we got to see the students just interacting with their friends in the hallway, do you think it would look similar to how we were in high school, or do you think it would be worse? So I think about two that a lot. two points here. First of all, I would not voluntarily return to my. Husband. I know you don't want to go back, but um, I, just, I think about like would it look the same? What I like? Oh, that looks like how I used to be. Or... So, so my parents live right next to the high school, so I get to I see it every time I, I drive past it. Every time I go to my parents' house, and the outside of the building is the exact same. Um, I have no idea what the inside looks like, but what I can tell you right now is that I feel like it's largely different. Probably largely, in fact, to coronavirus. Because I guarantee that it has de- desperately affected the layout of everything. Mm-hmm. So it probably looks very alien in that way. There's probably plexiglass barriers up in places. There's probably sanitation stations. Hmm. Um, desks are probably spread out in different ways. There's no like group desk settings. So I feel like that would be a hugely different dynamic. Yeah. I know this is going to sound like Although a very... the vaccinations probably yeah, changed yeah. a lot of that. I know this is going to sound like a very loaded topic, but... Something that has been in my mind for a while, especially when I started working at that school with those kids, and it's something that I would love to have even the audience think about as well, is because of everything we've gone through with the coronavirus and having everything shut down and reopen, and even everything we experienced back when we were in class in school, do you think they should rechange the school system? I think the school system has always been flawed. I mean, so we live in, in, in Michigan specifically, but we live in America and it's, the school system is not tailored to an individual student's needs. Cause it's, it's origins are based on like a factory, they're, like factory setting. They're required. You knew that, right? Yeah. And the education requirements are so standardized that they don't leave any room for different kinds. I feel like if we had a f- more free-form approach to education, we'd mm-hmm. have a happier populace. Yeah, why if don't you child... elaborate for the audience why it's based on a factory? Like, a lot of just the basic mechanics. You sound like you're knowledgeable school. about it. Hit me. Oh, okay. I just, I remember reading so while ago, and it just makes so much more sense, that when schools were initially inducted and they started them out, they were based on factories. They were based on getting people ready to work in factories. That's why there's a bell. It was like a practical education. Yep. That's why you have lunches. That's why the desks are so small so they could keep everybody orderly like you were in a line or an assembly line. Um, you have times for everything, times to get to your next class. This is verifiable fact. Yeah. Look wow. it up. That's crazy. That's why, like you said, not only is the system flawed, but it's based on something we don't need to prepare people for anymore. I just, I, I think about like... Like I'm a I am a creative type. I prefer my creative pursuits to the non-creative pursuits. Um, I like music. I like you know art. I like shit like that. 
and I feel like if I would have been encouraged to explore that more thoroughly than what I was forced to take, which is, you know, like algebra and calculus and shit like that. And it's just like, I hated every second of it. I never did well in it. I never adapted. I never enjoyed it. Whereas, you know, I did this other stuff and here I am like trying to make a, a, a career out of, you know, creative pursuits. And I feel like it would have been so much more helpful for me to focus my energy into developing skills that I'm interested in developing rather than trying to satisfy a check mark on a sheet of paper for the state. The model they're in right now, schools restrict creativity, and on top of that, they make you feel bad when you fail in one of the subjects that they prioritize, i.e. math or science. Right, right. It's unfortunate because there's so many people I have met through high school that I'm like, man, they are so good at this. Or even, you know, you're a great example. You're a very creative person. Well, it's you. unfortunate that the systems do not, you know, reward you for that. There's nothing there related to video games. There's nothing there related to, you know, the only, you know, the only award I ever got from my school was attendance. Perfect attendance. Yeah. Nothing certainly. like no, no achievement no nothing. And again, that's why I, like I'm I saying, it's based every- on an old flawed system because when I mentioned earlier that I worked with those kids at the school, that was like a standard school that I worked at. But there was a chance for me to actually work at a different building and I had never seen anything like it. And that was the epitome of what I'm trying to get at is this building was the perfect school system. It was no classes. It was no walls. It was just this open area. And the teacher was explaining to me that they break up all the students into the grades they're in. But now the kindergartners can be around the second graders and the fourth graders can be around the first graders and they're not in the same areas, but it's just a whole open building and there's stairs, there's different, I mean, there's certain walls, but they quarter off the different classes they have, but it's an open school concept. Interesting. So different people can take lunches at different times. They had different areas dedicated to language and region learning. And it was so fascinating because it was like, Wow, instead of having desk, there wasn't a single desk. People could sit wherever they wanted. They had different chairs. They had tables. They had couches, blankets. Yes, this sounds a lot better than the shit you and I had to do. It was super fascinating because now (laughs) I feel like, not even just related to video games, but I feel like schools just don't allow people who have that creative aspect to really explore that in anything that requires to be graded. So it's cool that this concept was not only open for people who might feel restrained by that, but it allowed people who were creative to be like, wow, like if I want to have lunch with a second grader that I see every single day, we can go in a separate part of the building and You're do that. You're not segregated by age. Exactly. You're not segregated by class. You're not segregated by, you know, the walls of each building. Like there would be just be so many days I'd be in math class and I'm like, this feels like hell. Because well, I feel like it's the projector, the teacher, me struggling and friends like I get in trouble with talking with. Like even I, the group projects were like, you have to work with X, Y, and Z. And that's designed to make you feel compatible if the people you are paired with work well. Or it makes you feel inferior if you're like, wow, these people are so much smarter than me. Why are they making me do this? Versus the open concept that encourages you to creatively, hey, I struggle in this. Let me see people around me who are doing better. I just love that. I wish more schools, if not every school, could I, do that. I, don't know enough about child psychology to say whether or not that's a better system. Hmm. But what I will say is what is currently the system is not good. I think it's a better direction. 
I'm not saying that's the answer. Because I just saying... I, I remember how much of a shitbag I was in high school mm. and just how much I fucked off and goofed around. And like, if you and I were loose in a big room like that, it would be fucking chaos. It's true. Like like 15-year-old you and me? Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? But they start them out young that way. So you're making the implication that, oh, if we went to that, we would be wild and wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, you have to remember, we, were, we would start out like that in kindergarten. We were, but we were, I feel like even in these smaller classrooms of, you know, 20, 30 kids, we were still a fucking menace sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but when you're in a room with other kids, like, it's that, for me, when I say creativity, it's also just like your energy. If something excites you, like it's a class where you're learning a certain subject, sometimes being in that class is difficult because other kids need to be able to listen and learn. And when you're the one who's like, oh my God, like, and you put all this energy into it, sometimes people look down on that. And that's why I like that open concept as well, because it allows you to be a little louder. Yeah, I, I can't subscribe to any theory that allows children to be super loud. <laughs> I'm not saying they're allowed to scream. What I'm trying to say is that, like, let's say you Seems start like out at required. a kindergarten age or say, hey, we need you to keep room level. But now you don't need to be as quiet as in a normal building. It's, I'm, I'm it's gonna, a direction, gonna, I think... I'll sign off on that topic with... Uh, needs more research. Certainly. But Citation I think, needed. like, what we said is that what right now is not working, and I would love the implications of people at least pursuing different ways schools could be built and operate. And if things don't work, then you build on top of that instead of just staying with the concept from something from the 20s. Hey, Dayton. Hey, Grayson. Give me a hypothetical. Okay. Right now. Uh, if you hypothetically could go back to any age or time, where would you want to go? I would teleport back five years and never become your friend. Or ten years. Never meet you. That day that you raised your hand, I'd keep my mouth shut. If you can't hear that, that's my heart breaking. <laughs> small tear forming in the corner of my eye <laughs> you should i wish we had a camera you should have seen the look of absolute pain on his face yeah that was i didn't like that i like you really no hey <laughs> <laughs> you here's here's a better hypothetical if you could go forward in time or backward in time which one would you choose yeah see this is a hard question already because i'm like what are the rules <laughs> Not necessarily any rules. Can I change the past? Because um, if I can, then yes, I'm going back. <laughs> Even if it's some fucked up butterfly effect shit, I'm going back. Well, the basis of the question is, <coughs> why would you want to do one or the other? It's not, what are the rules? You're already asking me, what are the limits of well, the hypothetical? The, obvious, the hypothetical is, which one would you choose and why? I think the obvious answer is to go back in time and fix the mistakes. I think everyone's got like four or five big moments where they're just like, fuck. So you would want to fix mistakes you made in your life. Yeah, sure. Like like mistakes that I made that I don't feel like resulted in character development. I feel like I'm Grayson's therapist right now because it's like, <laughs> why, well, no, why would mean, you want to go back and well, fix your mistakes? It's well, shit no, who I, you are today. Uh, but I look at it like this. Like, w- if you could just go back in time and save yourself. Like, okay. Like, okay, you ready for this? <clears throat> I, at one point. You're asking me or them. I, okay, I had at one point 800 bucks in Bitcoin. If I would have kept it, it'd probably be like six or $7,000 right now. I cashed out and paid rent with it. Yeah, but investments are yeah, but what so I'm risky. Say- you can't just say, oh, well, yeah, if but I did you- this or I shut it down. Yeah, that. and you that's- can't predict that. 
And that's what I'm saying here. So you would do you this for the financial ch- gain. You wouldn't do Absolutely. it for something. It's a cheat code for a more prosperous life. If everybody could do that, money does not equal happiness. Why would I want to skip forward and pass my own time by? I'm. This is not even a hypothetical for your own life. It's just the world. I think it would be super fascinating to go backwards just to see like things like rock concerts and be able to experience things that I wasn't, i.e. Dat Punk. Never got to see him live. That would be cool. Dude, as far as my changing heart. my own life, I wouldn't do that. If I can make things better, cool. But I like what, what I have. And if you don't like what you have, yeah, it doesn't well, mean it son, won't. When you're as old as I am and you have the level of regrets that I do, sometimes you want to change the steps you've taken in life. I just feel like no matter how bad things get, things can always get better. And I'm not no. saying that as an optimistic yeah, asshole who's oblivious to, oh yeah, if a super bad thing happened in your childhood, you want to go back and erase that. If that's certainly a viable that's what you I'm know, saying. Thing to do. But I also think I specifically enumerated that I would go back and change stuff that didn't build character. Like just stuff mm-hmm. where it was like a fuck up, not yes. like a learning moment. Yes. A lot of people There's chastise children who are like, oh, they're spoiled and by their parents. Well, yeah, because you have also no have to understand that the parent might have gone through something that they wanted their child to avoid, but then it resulted in the consequence of the child being spoiled. An adult that goes through extreme poverty is going to be less likely to try to expose their child to that because they know how hellish it is. Exactly. So it's like sometimes you go through things and you either don't want other people to experience it or it enriches you and makes you a better person. I think. Every time something bad happens, that is a gateway for you to grow into a person yeah, but I that think you are happy with. I like that, you know, relentlessly optimistic mindset, but I think it also comes with a weakness of being like, yes, but you can also, sometimes you can fail to acknowledge when you've simply made a mistake that would have been better off if you didn't make. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a learning experience. Sometimes, if I fuck up and shoot a nail gun through my hand, it's not a learning experience not to be stupid with a nail gun. I knew before that not to be stupid with a nail gun. It it was an unfortunate mistake, and it would have been better if it didn't happen. It's not like, I did not, you know, this didn't happen to me, obviously, but like, if I shot a nail gun through my hand, it, in no way does that benefit my life. I have hand damage, I have to pay for the repair of it, and whatever I was doing is paused. You There's say nail gun no again. benefit. I'm going to believe that it did happen. Well, I actually haven't. Um, have, the only scar in my hand is from that fucking, um, aerosol can that I blew up when I was a kid. What I, did that teach you? That definitely taught me something. That's not something I don't do. That was like, I learned, I learned to, to have a healthy respect and fear of aerosol canisters hmm. because they are, don't just, don't pierce them, don't put fire near them, don't leave them in the heat, don't leave them in the cold, just... Be careful. I, compressed air is so much more dangerous than you think. I I had a can of WD forty in my left hand, and I had a lighter in my right hand, and I was I was doing the flamethrower thing, you know. But WD forty ain't like yeah. ain't like bug spray, and the canister fucking blew up in my hand, and it's a fucking it's a miracle that it didn't you know hurt me more. Um, but I, I guess like the way it blew up, it's like the outside of the can blows up first, and the rest of it kind of unravels and pushes your hand back rather than actually like. I'm just lucky, is what I am. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, medium lucky, because obviously I actually still have a small streak of blue in my hand um, that I'm pretty sure is from that canister. Wow. Um, you can actually, you can see, the stream can't see it, but I'm showing him my palm right now. There's a tiny streak of blue. Yeah, it looks like a little speck of dirt. Yeah, it's it's been there for my whole life, and oh. I have never been able to remove it. So this is a perfect segue into 
just even asking the listeners, like, if you could go back and change something, would you honestly do so it? So go ahead and leave a comment down in the comment section below. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about any of your crazy uh, self-injury experiences. Tell us about your fucking pain. Tell us about your ugly mother. Um, I don't need to hear all that. I just want you to genuinely think about... Do you think going back would actually make your current life better? Or do you think it made you stronger? And What's you up, guys? Go ahead and leave a comment down in the comments section if you want to see more. Smash that like button. You don't have to do anything involving us. I just think the topic is worth exploring. But in the remnants Get the of credit card mind. out of your mother's purse. Send all of the digits to 1-800... Scam get that, at Netflix.com. Get that funky three-digit code and type it in. Type it in. <laughs> Send me those dates. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I think this is a perfect uh, oh, perfect way to wrap up. Oh, we're wrapping up, are we? Yeah. Is it time to stop? But you really want to play Soul Calibur, huh? I just want to get away from you, honestly. There is no escape. I can try. Can't fault me. If I can go you back, it'd be will, to run away sooner. You will if I could go Fail. back in time, I'd go back 20 seconds ago and run away. <laughs> if I could go back in time, I'd go back 25 seconds and trip you. That's before I started running. Fuck. <laughs> stick your leg out. Stick, like, stick my leg out. You'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, tripping you. You'd be like, I haven't started running yet. And I'd be like, damn you, time machine. Oh, yeah, Why are you so simple but so hard to make work effectively? Have you seen Primer? That movie's nuts. <laughs> Fuck a Primer. Cool. You want to stop it here? No. I do. I know. We've been talking for like an hour. No. Let's call it. No. Man. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. My throat's dry from all those beers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, we are probably going to name it afterwards. Um, I have to do some editing. Uh, but I, I like to keep shit minimally edited, uh, in order to preserve authenticity. Uh, shit happened outside my apartment again. We're going to get fucking murdered. <laughs> if you don't hear from us again, now you know what happened. Yeah. No, for real though. So I, uh, I stream on Twitch. Uh, you can follow us at twitch.tv slash waveshine with two eyes because I had to be fucking unique. Um, and, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find Dayton nowhere. He's a bitch, and he I'm doesn't like, like being I'm a bug. He's I'll a say it once. I'll say it again. I'll not scuttle an, back up towards Grayson's of the renowned podcast. It's where you know him from. This one, this podcast that you're yeah. listening to right now. This is where he's from. I'll crawl my way back to your hearts very soon. Someday when we get rojoganed and sell our shit to Spotify and have a billion dollars. Oh yeah, that's a real number. I'm gonna buy a statue of you getting fucked. I'm gonna mount it in my fucking room. And I'm gonna have a statue of me dabbing behind you. I thought you said you're gonna get a statue of me getting fucked and you were gonna mount my statue. (laughs) I'm gonna 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 fuck fuck the statue of you getting fucked. It's gonna be it's gonna be a conga line of dicks. Great. (laughs) On that note, signing off. Yeah, peace out guys. Thank you for watching. Listening. Fuck. All right, perfect. So dumb.